What's up, everybody, and welcome to Beer People. I'm Matt Prince. And I'm Chris Horn. And we're Beer, Beer People. People. What's up, Chris? Matt, I was I was laughing before you even started that intro, so I was like, oh no, I feel so much pressure. I feel so much pressure to get it right. Yeah, well, you know what, Chris? You just gotta let it go. It just, it's just one of those things in life that is gonna be what it is, and, and that's it. You know what? I think I'm on it. I think I know the reason I'm on edge, and it's because I just watched watch an episode of The Last of Us, and I have a very, very low tolerance for things that are frightening or disturbing, which is really? probably a better word for that show. Uh, I'm on edge. So you're you're having a moment right now. Like you're like I'm having a moment. You're with wow. me in a time of need. Wow. Yeah. I. Uh, I don't. I have a very high tolerance for that stuff because to me, when it when it's so dystopian or unbelievable i'm like is it unbelievable matt is it i don't know it's a pandemic i know i know i know nature but like there's a difference between like i don't know i'm not i don't want to get it (laughs) i'm gonna say something that's not pc i mean i I won't but like (laughs) i'm gonna say something that's not correct and i've watched i've watched enough of the last of us to know that like it's very different than what we've experienced with oh, the pandemic. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's true. But I would just like to redirect this episode. I know listeners are probably thinking like, oh, we're going to hear a really cool episode about beer and an interview with John Paradiso, their first guest. But I think we should curveball it and just have a meditative, like 20 minute listening session. Oh, yeah. I'm going to veto that. <laughs> 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 it's just I, the sweet sound of opening a can over yeah, and over, over and over, and then pouring, and then pouring right into the a lot of drinks. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, Chris, this is another one, another episode in our series of, um, you know, going back and having a little check in with some of our prior guests. And this one's pretty cool because we are checking back in with our first guest, uh, John Paradiso. Um, John A. Paradiso. Yeah, John A. Yeah, I got to make sure that A is in there. John A. Paradiso. And um, I first met John through, well, I became a big fan of Hop Culture, the uh, really popular online beer magazine or digital beer magazine that also hosts a lot of great festivals and has a lot of great initiatives. Um, John was on my first podcast that you've heard of, uh, Take the Shelfie. And when we started this podcast, we thought it'd be cool to kick it off with him because he's just got a lot of knowledge of the industry. And we did a whole episode on um, trends that we uh, we thought were going to happen in the year 2022. And here we are in 2023. And we um, had a great conversation with John recently. Um, he has since left his journalism job. He was no longer with Hop Culture, but he was with Cool Material. And now he has opened his own um beer cafe which we will get into with john you'll hear about it with john but it's just really cool the little trajectory of his career and how he started you know doing a lot of the journalism side of it now he's in it like he's in the industry and it's really um cool to it was really cool to talk about that transition and see how he's doing down there in durham yeah and i think uh like i feel personally attached to this episode like to an interesting extent because We've met John. Uh, you've yep. met him now, I think, a couple times in person. No, just the one. Once? Okay. Yeah, just, just it. When That's I was it. there. Yeah. Um, you can go. 
but I guess, yeah, you had known him from the previous podcast. And so when you introduced me to him uh, for beer people, we hit it off and then John was in Philadelphia. And so we met up um, and he lives in North Carolina. So it was a big deal that he's in the area. Um, so we actually went to a couple breweries and got to hang out in person, which was really cool. And at the time, cause this was, I don't know, sometime around last year, um, we, he kind of kept it a secret that they were going to be opening this beer bar and coffee bar in Durham. And then uh, he announced it, you know, let us know. And we're like, oh my gosh, it's so exciting. Uh, Cause we know what a big deal this is to him. Cause he's a, yeah. a huge beer fan. And when we were talking, he, I had just had a conversation with beer person, Mike in Colorado about how similar coffee and beer are. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mike had been trying to help me understand like, the ins and outs of coffee. And so I asked John, I was like, wait, you seem like a coffee person. Tell me more. Are these two things really this similar? And he's like, oh yeah. And just like, I felt very informed and anyway. Right. So it feels like it's come to fruition. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, John has become definitely a huge supporter of our podcast and a really, really good friend of the podcast. So it's cool checking back in with him. It's cool just being able to promote his really cool spot down there in Durham. And um, I think everyone's going to really enjoy, even though like not all of us can just go down to Durham and go to this beer bar, but like maybe this is a model that other people might like latch onto the like Euro style um, cafe turns to beer bar with sandwiches. Like it's kind of like the perfect thing, the perfect like slice of life there. Um, so maybe uh, we'll see more of these places popping up um, soon, which would be great for everyone uh, who's who loves coffee and beer and food and people. <laughs> All great things. Yeah. And so uh, you'll hear more about the Daily Beer Bar. You can follow them at the Daily Beer Bar on Instagram. And we would love for you to uh, help us spread the word about our podcasts and uh, the conversations that we're having here. So we are asking you to, if you feel so inclined, if you like these conversations and you feel like these are important ones to have, then to share it with one new person each week. And you can follow us on Instagram at Beer People Podcast. Find us on at via email at beerpeoplepodcast at gmail.com and find links to everywhere to get our episodes at beerpeople.xyz. And if that's something that you're willing to share, then we we really appreciate that. So without further ado, let's get to our interview with John A. Paradiso. John, what's like up? To... Hey, hey. <laughs> Welcome back. We're, uh, we're really happy to have you. Thank you so much. It's really good to be back. Um, it's been been quite a lot since the last time we chatted, which is which is exciting. Um, but yeah, yeah, if you could like just get into like, so what have you been doing? Like you were our first guest. Um, Chris and I were actually just talking about how when we recorded our first episode, there was so much that we've done now that we hadn't done then. I mean, life changes, um, which are all very exciting. And uh, you in particular, uh, a lot <laughs> has been going on with you. So we're really anxious to hear more about it and also for our listeners to hear about it. Totally. What, what's funny is I feel like I was significantly less involved in the beer industry when we first spoke, considering I had 
left Hop Culture um, and was working for more of a general lifestyle magazine at Cool Material. But uh, now I am fully involved in the beer industry as um, Rosa, my wife, and I have opened up the Daily Beer Bar in Durham, North Carolina, which is a craft beer bar uh, with a bit of cafe vibes thanks to our coffee program curated by our friends at Yonder Coffee. Um, but yeah, so that that has been by far the biggest change, uh, notwithstanding that I also got married in the past hey, year. Um, heck yeah. Yeah, miles That is off. also up there. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's been a year of big, big changes, which is, which is exciting. Those are huge, man. Yeah. And you're looking back on it now, and I bet it feels like a blur. Uh, how are, how are you feeling? How are you doing? How are you and your wife? Like, are you, do you feel like you're in the middle of a storm or do you feel like you're in a calm? Yeah, it's, it, it's interesting because I guess it's almost like a calm because we're moving so fast considering we just opened. I mean, it has been uh, only, I don't know, three and a half weeks of, of our bar being open. Um, so we haven't had a ton of time to sort of sit back on it just yet, um, which almost makes it feel like a calm because we're sort of just in the flow of things. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been quite a wild ride actually getting it started was, and I'm, you know, I'm sure a lot of folks, uh, who have opened breweries and bars and, and any physical spaces can commiserate that getting it open is sort of the hardest part, um, or one of the hardest parts. Um, but yeah, so at this point it has been, uh, a real deep dive into just process. And also, as I sort of alluded to getting back into the swing of the craft beer industry, even if it's just the sort of hyper-local, uh, Durham, North Carolina version of it. Um, but yeah, that's sort of, sort of where we're at. Now, I, I know just from reading about um, kind of the ethos of the Daily Beer Bar that you didn't want to have local beer on tap because you wanted to, A, not step on the toes of the local brewers, but also provide the people of Raleigh with um, some beers that they might not regularly see. Um, just perusing your tap list earlier on today, you know, we see... Uh, Old Nation, Great Notion, Prairie, um, some, some uh, Shaxbury Cider. I know you're doing pours, uh, bottle pours of Grimm. Um, you have um, Halfway Crooks. Uh, what has it been like, or have you been able to, um, I said, did I say Raleigh? It's Durham, right? Ah, oh, man, I'm the worst. Durham. No, that's okay. It's the, you know, it's that area where all We're that, the Raleigh-Durham area. Yeah, yeah, it's the Raleigh-Durham area. I think there's an airport. Like, it's Raleigh-Durham. Exactly. Yeah. But, um, Spoken like an outsider. Yeah, right. Exactly. And someone's like, and you're <laughs> they're the from, same. And they're Those like, two and cities that Philly. are different. They're the same. Yeah. But um, I'd, I'd imagine you drew upon a lot of your relationships that you developed at Hop Culture to, you know, curate your tap list. Can you talk about what it's been like to work with brewers again and breweries and getting their beer and also not just their beer on tap, but also your, um, you know, your awesome little uh, bottle shop that you have going on there as well. Totally. Yeah. I think, um, you know, one of the challenges that I was aware of, but definitely um, shows itself when you're, you know, in the swing of things and actually building the tap list is we're definitely um, 
at the mercy of the distribution networks already established in the state. Um, you know, long term, and I, I may have alluded to this in one of the interviews about the Daily Beer Bar, but you know, my hope is to be able to be that connecting thread between some of the breweries that I've built relationships with and you know, some of the distributors we work here, here work, work with here in Durham, North Carolina. So, um, you know, at the time being, it's a combination of knowing, you know, the breweries that are uh, already distributing their beer here and, um, and then just being, uh, you know, being, being thoughtful about the breweries that, that are uh, available. So it's been, it's been a really fun process as like a sort of specific example, um, reaching out to the folks to halfway crooks and, uh, them being really excited and willing to sort of set aside some beer, um, or at the very least connect me with the distributors they were working with. Um, so that was really exciting. And I think I personally take a lot of joy in that act of putting together a list. And then one of the surprising things about running the bar has been, getting a lot of really good positive feedback from, from folks in terms of like the diverse selection of breweries, um, the styles in particular, I think our opening tap list was like, we have 12 taps. And so, you know, not a ton to play with, but definitely some room. And I accident sort of accidentally put four lagers on just because I personally love to drink lagers. You're and it wasn't until, baby. yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I was like, Oh, well, hopefully people dig this. And, yeah, all four of those kicked pretty quickly. So uh, it's been really nice to see people react positively to that lineup. And, you know, obviously things will change. Um, I now have several IPAs on tap and that's just the swing of things. Um, but point being, it is a lot of fun to play around with that sort of creative side of, uh, of, of running a beer bar. And um, it's definitely been really gratifying to reconnect with a lot of those breweries that uh, I've I've I met with my time during at Hop Culture. So, and as someone who's like obviously been passionate about beer for a while, but who worked on the writing side of mm. beer, to now be establishing a physical place where I would imagine it's a it's a very unique skill set and different from potentially what you would have used as an editor or a writer somewhere to be coordinating like shipments and logistics mm. and also building it and for folks who already follow you on instagram they'll know how beautiful the space is but mm. i love if you could tell us a little bit about like uh where can you situate us like where mm. is the daily beer bar when we walk mm -hmm. through the doors what does it look like and what's it been like to switch up your skill set to running and establishing uh the daily beer bar yeah it's definitely been a learning curve. Um, I don't mind admitting that a lot of, you know, the stuff we do is me learning Rosa and myself learning along the way. Um, that being said, I do think there are some good crossovers between sort of the creative side, especially, um, you know, running hop culture's Instagram gave me a lot of insight into the marketing side of things, um, and building relationships, building a community, even though this is definitely different because it is a physical space rather than a digital space. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of uh, situating the Daily Beer Bar, we are right in the heart of, of downtown Durham um, in a really awesome uh, original sort of downtown building. The building itself is about 100 years old. 
and it's pretty much untouched from that time. Um, we've got like original hardwood floors, beautiful exposed brick. Um, and like the facade is pretty close to how it was back in the day. So that's been really exciting. And the work we've done is mostly just upfitting it for modern usage. So, you know, building the bar itself and uh, our landlord updated all the HVAC and the electrical and all the boring stuff. But that helps us uh, run an efficient program. So, you know, we really wanted to lean into a blend of that historic, beautiful, uh, old school Durham um, and pre present people with a warm and inviting space. Uh, there's tons of light coming through our, our glass windows. Um, we, we chose a lot of decor that was bright and sunny and, and sort of hopefully makes you feel welcome in the space um, and tried to straddle the line between um, I guess kind of like coffee shop cafe vibes and more um, classic bar vibes. Um, because we do coffee in the mornings, uh, we wanted the space to feel like a good environment for folks to work in, to, to hang out in during the day. And then um, we have some mood lighting and, and can kind of play with some sort of the, the chiller, more laid back vibes in the evening. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what we were going for there. Do you, have you been able to observe the people who come into your space? Do you notice people taking advantage of kind of like that European style, which is you can kind of park yourself for a few hours, maybe even mm. transition from that morning period to your afternoon period, especially with so many people working remote. Do you, do you, have you noticed people kind of taking advantage of your space in that way? And how does that build the community that you were clearly trying to establish with your space? For sure. Um, you know, I've been very pleasantly surprised by the number of folks who have kind of started, you know, started at the daily, uh, you know, in the in the morning hours and then transitioned, had some lunch and then stuck around for a couple of hours afterwards. Um, and that is definitely um, a positive, a positive feedback, I think, for, for what we were trying to build. Um, it's been it's been really gratifying to have uh, regulars and folks who have have continued to come back. Um, and I think even more so than the sort of the folks who have uh, sat themselves down and kind of stayed put all day, it's been cool to see the folks who can maybe come in for a quick cup of coffee and then come back later on in the day, um, still sort of keeping that idea of, of uh, continuity and using all, all that our space has to offer. But um, it's nice to see kind of returning faces. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, we're definitely not reinventing the wheel. Like you said, this is a classic model in Europe and, and there are lots of places in the US that, that do this sort of the same thing, um, and, including in Durham itself. But I think um, we've at the very least set ourselves up slightly apart by um, really focusing on a few key things, namely like building a really uh, specific coffee program um, like I had been alluding to, trying to, uh, you know, dial in our tap list and, and, and our beer and wine offerings. Um, and then, you know, I'm using this space to, to bring together a lot of the ideas I've found in inspiring hospitality ventures and, and really like try to showcase what uh, a welcoming space can be, so. That's awesome, man. And you mentioned one of the other unique aspects here that Matt had alluded to, which is that coffee is mm -hmm. one of the other specialties here. 
hmm. and beer person Mike, who might be listening to this, and many other folks are huge coffee aficionados. And the last time that we three saw each other, uh, we spoke about coffee as well. Uh, we were sitting at Brewery Arse in Fishtown, Philadelphia, uh, and I had been on a journey of just trying to learn to like coffee, which I generally <laughs> don't. Uh, yeah. And John, you were telling me about this an art and the beans and the way you roast it and where you get it from and all these other things. Can you tell us real briefly about what having that coffee aspect of the daily beer bar means for you? Yeah, I think the the industries uh, obviously are very, very different between specialty coffee and craft beer. But I do think that um, as both have sort of risen in popularity, a lot of overlap has started to develop. Like you kind of just mentioned, uh, a lot of beer people are really into craft coffee and vice versa. So, um, I think just from a sort of outside perspective, you've seen sort of those overlaps. And for me, um, at the very least, this space gave us a chance to, to really put that on full display. Um, Caleb Durham, his last name is actually Durham and we're in Durham. Uh, Caleb has done a really great job curating the, the coffee program in a similar way that I have wanted to curate the beer program by working with specific roasters who he has developed relationships with and highlighting some of the really cool, um, slightly experimental things that are happening in the coffee world. So for me, having that be a part of what we offer, I think kind of just reinforces the whole ethos of what the daily beer bar can be, which is both an accessible, inviting um, your daily spot, as well as a really dialed in, curated, any other buzzword you want to use <laughs> space for folks to nerd out about these sorts of things. Um, so yeah, and I think, you know, I'm, I definitely feel more comfortable in the beer world. But this has been a great learning experience on the coffee side of things too. Um, as you said, like I do love my specialty coffee, but I'm, I'm still learning. There's still lots of, of new things to, to understand about it. So this has been a really cool process for that too. That's so cool. And, you know, I feel like, and we've talked about this coffee and beer just go together. And, you know, mm. aside from the fact that coffee is used in a lot of beers, you know, yeah. this, the, the craftsmanship that goes into mm -hmm. both, you know, it's a logical uh, pair. Um, John, it's been great to catch up with you. We have one more question for you before we let you go. Um, you know, we are we are lucky here in Philadelphia to have one of the most well-known, most influential beer bars in Monks. If you go yeah. up to New York City, um, Torst has been is like the beacon for craft beer. They bring so many great breweries and tap takeovers. Suarez family, Hudson, uh, Hudson Valley, um, you know, a lot of brewers set up shop there and even come down for events there. Um, could you ever see your space being that kind of influential beer bar for your city, uh, especially given your connections to the industry and, you know, maybe that's uh, something that your space grows into. Could you ever see it being that kind of influential place within your community? And is that something that might interest you? I mean, I would love that for sure. Um, I will say Durham is blessed with uh, a really fantastic spot, uh, beer study. They've got a location in Durham and then in uh, Carborough, Chapel Hill. Um, they're excellent and they were definitely a huge inspiration um, for us locally here in Durham. Um, you know, uh, I was actually just talking to their general manager, Kerry, who is amazing. And 
being part of that, um, I guess, that scene of being able to highlight both some of the great local North Carolina breweries as well as the out-of-state options. Um, yeah, you know, long story short, I would I would love for the Daily Beer Bar to to be a a destination for people to experience really exciting things. And thankfully, the the seeds are already being sown in our community in terms of um, spaces that are really trying to showcase the best that that craft beer has to offer. Um, so yeah, I think for me, the the biggest thing I've, I've noticed in traveling around the US and, and being enamored of certain beer, beer cities like New York, Philly, LA, where Denver, uh, Asheville here in North Carolina, um, it's not just that there are one or two really great breweries or one or two really great beer bars, it's that the community um, builds alongside each other and there are wine bars that also have really great beer and vice versa there are coffee shops that are doing really exciting things so part of why uh, I'm such a big fan of Durham and, and I've really fallen in love with our community is because again those those like little seeds are being sown of um, people being excited about craft beer specifically and just craftsmanship in general um, so yeah I think uh, we're only a few weeks in, but if we can continue to grow in these exciting ways, I think that the Daily Beer Bar can hopefully be an exciting space for folks to to check out the best that craft beer has to offer. Well, it clearly surely is already that. I know Matt and I are like, so when do when can we fit in the Durham trip? Uh, get on down there. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, that'd be um, fantastic. Yeah, and we would love that. And actually, on, on our way out, is there anything else that you would like to highlight about the Daily Beer Bar, upcoming things, or any other aspects you didn't yet cover? At this point, uh, no, we are, like I said, we're still very young. So we are we are uh, trying to move forward and, and there will be some fun events on the horizon. Um, at this point, I would, I would say for folks, just to, uh, if you're interested, uh, keep following along. Um, we're at the Daily Beer Bar on Instagram. Um, we've got a great website uh, designed by Caleb Durham, our uh, coffee aficionado and our <laughs> graphic artist, um, uh, thedailybeerbar.com. Um, definitely reach out if if you're ever in the area. Um, yeah, just, uh, just stay tuned because I think it'll be a really exciting space. Heck yeah. Well, John, it's been a pleasure to catch up with you. Our first guest, on the first season, our first guest in this recap uh, mini series that we're doing. Uh, and it's a pleasure to chat. It's a pleasure to call your friend. And we're so excited to continue promoting the Daily Beer Bar. Thank you so much, Gail. This is fun. <laughs>